grass and great conversation. It's summertime, and this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Oh, it's a good day singing the song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? A good day from morning till night. As always, good morning, yes, Grand Valley. Welcome day. to a good day here on the Watchdog Radio Network, the Watchdog Morning Show. Mr. Monroe right here, Mr. Slider over there. We're all set and ready to roll. It's going to be a good one. I'm going to use Steve Harvey's line. Gonna have, folks, we got a good one for you today. At least I think so. Good morning, Mr. Slider. Good morning, Mr. Monroe. 62 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 63 at the Highlands. 62 poolside in Elm Grove. And 62 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Look for a good day weather-wise. Sunny skies, mid-80s today. Sunny skies, flirting with the 90s tomorrow. Tomorrow evening could see some showers and thunderstorms. They'll stay overnight tomorrow night until Thursday morning. Thursday, the sunshine continues, but the heat really kicks in. We're going into the 90s and going to keep that for Thursday, Friday, dropping down a little bit on Saturday when some more rain comes. The forecast in detail coming up with Adam Fike. Did you hear the rain last night, Howard? I did not hear. Did it rain last night? It rained, yes, it did. For the first time, it has nothing to do with the fact that we were not – here last week, but for the first time since last week, I had my sleeping pill, which I have not had for a while, and I don't sleep well without my pill. I know people would say that's, you know, that's something's wrong with that. You know, you shouldn't depend on chemicals, but the one thing I have to have at night is my sleeping pill. Again, we talk about me out. It, it, you know, it, from your mattress to, to everything, if you have a nap in the afternoon, that's going to mess you up. Dangerous. I wish I had something to help me uh, sleep because I've noticed two days in a row you come in here <laughs> full charge, Howard, full charge. Well, I had a week. It's like a battery that, you know, just sat in the charging station for a while. Had a week, all week last week, get zoom, 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 charged up, ready to roll, ready to roll. Last week, this day, last week, uh, I had for my top story that we didn't get around to because we weren't here. The gas prices here in the northern panhandle of West Virginia. The AAA puts it out every uh, Tuesday. And um, the story last week was gas prices in West Virginia are going up, uh, in the northern panhandle, going up a little bit. Okay, that's fine. Story today, one week later, the average price for a gallon of gas in northern West Virginia dropping. We've talked about this before. I, I can't find a rhyme or reason to gas prices you know they go up they go down sometimes they're really high over here really low there i used to be able to at least get the trend i don't get the trend anymore well i paid attention coming in this morning howard uh, listening to abc news and they said the four cents it went up and uh, maybe it hasn't got to us yet it, and then i started on the way in i passed uh, you know a couple of uh, gas stations I don't know, it's right around there. I mean, I, I, I guess it could be lower, but I'm, I'm okay. Are you okay with it? Well, I'm okay with it. And you're right. The national average price for gasoline, national, is $0.03 cents higher this week. The average price, border-to-border, coast-to-coast, $3.59, which honestly, compared to where things have gone, that's acceptable. But in the panhandle, the average price is three thirty-four. So what did I say? Three fifty-nine. That's $0.20 cents lower than the than the national average. Yeah, and I just got gas here this weekend. I think it was like in the teens, 319, something like that. I, I don't think I'm dreaming that, Howard. So. According to AAA's uh, listings here, and these are average. This is not a particular station, but the average in the Wheeling area, 330, $3.30. Um, I've seen them. I've seen a couple of them that, again, I can't I can't get the trend to this. Some of them are almost flirting with with. Going below three dollars, we got to start paying more attention, Howard, uh, because know, I guess that's what we're looking at thirty, maybe closer to a forty cent uh, difference. Well, the national average three fifty nine, and uh, the, the uh, Wheeling's average three thirty. So yeah, look at that. I mean, that's a that's a twenty cent difference there. It's almost let's call three sixty and three. Yeah, thirty cent difference. In the Moundsville Walmart is always the wild card. You know, they're they're always lower. So they're I wouldn't be surprised if they're they are under three bucks a gallon. And I'll tell Somebody you help who, us out. I'll tell you who. Yes, give us a call 304-214-1600 on the text line 304-232-8255 on the hotline Frio Stack Auction Service text line and hotline. Happy. I'd like to get some average prices of gas. We do this every once in a while. Sometimes I make a bigger deal out of it than others. But the thing to me is I just can't get my head around trends. I understand that when the price is going up, going up, going up, going up, and I understand that it goes down, down, down. 
but it seems like it goes up and down. Again, a week ago today, the story that I would have shared with you if we were here was that the average price of gas in the northern panhandle had gone up. And now today, it's the average price has gone down. So I, 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 I don't know. And putting my memory cap on, Howard, I'm going back way to May, and I, I believe, I think you'll agree with me, because I think I might have been with you. We were saying, man, it, it wouldn't be surprised if it didn't go over $4, because they were almost like preparing us. Yeah. You know, like every summer, the gas is going to go up. Average price of, I, what I remember was this high. Average price of gas, northern panhandle, this uh, week, in this week last year, a week, a year ago, one year ago, average price of gas in the northern panhandle was four thirty six. Four thirty six a year ago, today it's three thirty four. So we are down uh, from four over four dollars a year ago to three something here today. Cheapest price I have found. You're right. It's always been when we do it, these little check up on price things. We've always heard um, Walmart in Moundsville, and it's a Walmart affiliate the cheapest price i have found recently and we tend to fill up every weekend sam's club in st clairsville i had a couple calls off the air howard and uh, i guess it is happening uh, the last call a very nice lady said over in bridgeport it is up to 355 and she said that is a significant jump from last friday so she, it's jumping up in it's going up 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 yeah um sam's club no i think it was an introductory price because they just built their new station out there in, in the uh, ohio valley plaza they started out at 294. I wanted to go and drain my tank. I, honestly, we were out there. I said, let's just drain our tank and put some more in because that was such a cheap compared to what we had paid. I think this weekend it was 297. Uh, Walmart, you're right in Moundsville, probably is roaming maybe around there or right around three dollars. But if you want to report to us on that, you can call us or you can text us. That's okay. Uh, I'm just curious. But again, the thing to me is I can't get my head around. Why does it go up? Why does it go down? I mean, I know, I know all the factors. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm, especially I'm not an idiot, but some of you think I am. But, uh, I, I, you know, it, it seems like if it goes up, it should go up, 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 and then down, 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 down. Um, and it just doesn't. AAA's report says the primary culprit is simply the higher price of oil. The barrel of oil is, uh, has gone up. Now, Mr. Slider, sir, bad news for you. Uh-oh. Yeah. Gas you have to have, right? Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Gotta go. Well, your son doesn't. He went out and bought him an electric. Well, well that's hard. true. Right. He doesn't need gas. You're right. He don't yes, need he has, gas. has his own. Has the Tesla. <sighs> There's some things you have to have. There's some things you want to have, right? Well, I used to think like that, Howard. And after it was taken away from me, you know, I just had to. I just had to survive. You know what I'm saying? Well, I know you've got a candy dish on your desk. Yes. And I know I haven't looked to see what you're drinking this morning, but you have been. Yeah, not this morning. You've I been slipping that. back a bit into the Pepsi routine, right? Get the, the power The sugary morning. drinks. Well, I hate to report this, but apparently we have a sugar shortage, and the price of candy and soda pop and baked goods is all going to go up. And we can blame it on, I think everything gets blamed on. You know how if I ask you who invented something, what's the answer you always give? Who invented, I don't care what it is, who invented the this, that, or the... It's Benjamin Franklin, right? Okay. All right. These days, what's the reason for the problem? The answer is El Nino. El Nino. The intensity of the dry season that El Nino is set to influence this year could result in a 15% reduction in the sugarcane yield, which then means there will be an increase in the price of sugar, which will then lead to the price of candy. Uh, Lisa Thompson, a savings expert with a... Uh, Sugar company says your sweet tooth may have to pay a pretty, pretty penny to be satisfied because of the weather and the increasing worldwide demand. I can't, the weather is giving people heat strokes. We're talking about that later on. Weather is is, is having people collapse. The weather is ca causing storms and rain. Now the weather is raising the price of candy. The price of candy. Sugar and sweets were up eleven percent this month compared to the year before candy and chewing gum up 13.2 percent this year over last year and carbonated drinks your pepsi i suppose my dr pepper falls in that category uh up 9.1 percent the sugar prices have surged 42 percent since this time last year according to data from a company called the smart cube so maybe not buy so much for the and I, 
How about Grandpa Joe's uh, candy shop that just opened up? <laughs> up, 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 there, and Joe. The price of candy is there. The sugar shortage, they say, could cause a, sh- a Halloween candy shortage. So at Halloween time, I have to give away, I'll go back to candied apples or something. I don't, uh, I don't know. Here's a dime for you. <laughs> yeah, here's a dime, little boy. Have a nickel. Uh, all right. What's the weirdest thing you ever got when you were a kid doing trick or treating? You know, probably some of that th- things that you were warned not to eat, you know, throw away. But God bless her. My neighbor, her name was Edna Edge. Uh, she just was a terrific neighbor, terrific woman. And every Halloween, Howard, for me, she knew I loved baseball. She would give me baseball cards. And oh, bless it, her, it huh? just was awesome. You know, in October, to have, she would hold them back for me and give them to me on Halloween. That is cool. It was really cool. I mean, that's, that's, and just for you. Just for me, Howard. Other I neighbor, was special. Other kids didn't get that. They nah. got. They got a nickel, or they got, <laughs> they got here's some candy bubble. apple. Here you go. Here's a candy apple, but for Bobby, we've got some uh, got some baseball cards. I'm trying to think. I don't know what the strangest thing I ever got was. I hated those like, like popcorn balls. Conglom- they would make them a conglomeration of popcorn, and they kind of yeah. Together. We had those, and and I guess my neighborhood was a little different because right across the street was a disc jockey. And he would give out those uh, not for sale forty fives that they, they would oh, you know, yeah, maybe yeah, a little yeah. scratched up, but uh, <laughs> he would hand those out occasionally on Halloween. Huh? Those are good. Ron Plache, one of the good Plachet. guys. Remember Ron Plache? All right, so that's uh, candy's going up. Halloween candy is going to be more expensive. Sugar is on the rise, and at least here in the Panhandle, gasoline prices are going down. Uh, what else do we have coming up here this morning? Uh, we've got uh, more UFO um, UAP talk. Uh, anthropologist Willie Lemper. We talked about the UFOs yesterday. Willie Lemper is an anthropologist. He's going to join us to talk about when they come down and say, take me to your leader. How should we handle that? We'll talk about that. Um, The Ukraine has been bombing inside Russia. Texas challenging the Department of Justice over floating boys. And Alabama's legislature is defying the Supreme Court. Tom Scateri talks about all of that. And coming up in just a minute, it is uh, Brad McElhinney. Uh, It doesn't totally surprise me. We're now beginning to see changes in these big Senate, these big state races in West Virginia. Uh, that's coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Ready to take your driving experience to the next level? Look no further than Toyota, the pioneers of automotive technology. With Toyota cars, trucks, and SUVs, you'll discover a world of cutting-edge innovation at your fingertips, like advanced driver assist features, seamless connectivity, and unparalleled safety systems. Go to buyatoyota.com for special offers, then visit your local Toyota dealership. Offers end August 1st. Toyota, let's go places. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, we embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, pioneering medical care, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care, right place, right time. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is, fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614 614- for Would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands. With a full array of fast food choices for everyone in the family. Or drop in at the Olive Garden, Cheddar's, Bubba's Burgers, Bob Evans, Fusion, or Panera Bread. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe. 
Brought to you by WVU Medicine. County Airport 63 at the Highlands, 62 degrees, poolside in my backyard in Elm Grove, and 62 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Sunny and high in the mid-80s today, ratcheting up bit by bit every day this week till we get to the mid-90s, 722. I was so <laughs> I was so caught up in the high cost of candy, I forgot that Brad McElhinney was standing around waiting to join, to join us to talk. Brad, good morning. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. I was just, I was all hyped up on candy or something. <laughs> I can understand. I can understand. It's important. It's candy. Up. Yeah, the candy is, is important is important stuff. But, you know, uh, the uh, w- right after the last election, I mean, I like days after the last election, suddenly everybody started announcing for the next election. I think Alex Mooney was the first one to jump in and say he just got elected to Congress from the new district and now he's going to run for the Senate and and then the, just they just came spiraling, spiraling out for the Senate, for the governor's race, and a few of the uh, Board of Public Works as well. I always felt, and I think you and I talked about it, I always felt that what we were thinking so early out may not be the final field, because we haven't got, even got to filing deadlines yet. And an example of that happened yesterday, right? Yes. One of the group of a very crowded competitive governor's race dropped out of that race and flipped into another high profile race attorney general you know it's it's a spot where you make headlines where you're defending or pursuing uh the defense of state agencies in sometimes in federal court or elsewhere anyway it's it's J.B. McCuskey who is making that switch, and he seems to have measured up the governor's field and determined too competitive for his chances right now. And so he's moving into the attorney general's race, which is still pretty competitive. Uh, Ryan Weld, Republican from Brook County, state senator for two terms, is in that race, as is Mike Stewart, former attorney general in the southern counties of West Virginia, uh, who is now a state senator himself. So now a three-person race on the Republican side with McCuskey joining them. Um, McCuskey, in the governor's race, the most recent poll, and again, we're so far out on these polling, and we're so far out of the uh, away from the election still. It's, the polls are kind of hard to decide what you're reading there. But uh, in the governor's race, you had two kind of leaders, Morrissey and uh, Moore Capito, I think, were the two that in the poll came out fairly strong. Everybody else was down in lower place, and I guess McCuskey just looked at those numbers and said, uh, maybe I can do better somewhere else. I think two things happened recently. One was the poll that you described, and it had Patrick Morrissey, the current attorney general, with about 31% support in the race for governor. Moore Capito, uh, son of the U.S. senator, he is now the House Judiciary Chairman. He was sitting at about 30% support. So those two neck and neck. And then a lower tier with McCuskey, uh, with Mac Warner, the Secretary of State, who is now running for governor, uh, with Chris Miller, the auto dealer from Southern West Virginia, who's the son of Congresswoman Carol Miller. Uh, all of those in a lower tier. And then the second thing that I think happened was campaign finance reports came out and that again showed Morrissey and more Capito having more money on hand, more resources to spend in a race than, than the rest of the lower tiers. And I, I, you know, even though we're in August and the primary election is not until next spring, yep. candidates don't even have to, there's not even a filing deadline until January, right. even though we're at that point, you know, McCuskey can do math. <laughs> he, he, he saw it. It doesn't. Uh, what's What's interesting to me about McCuskey is, and many candidates over the years. I'll mention another one from years gone by in a second. But he he has built a pretty good reputation 
in his current job. At least I think he has. That's been always been my impression. I think he's done a pretty good job as state auditor. He's gotten a lot of good pub for some of the stuff he's done. It is a um, uh, it's a working job, not so much a political job, although he's made it somewhat political. Um, sometimes I wonder to myself, do. I guess I ask myself, why do so many folks feel they have to move up, move up, move up? If you're doing your job, doing it well, and have an important role to play, why do you stay? I'm asking you to be a psychologist here, so I guess I don't really expect an answer for you. But, but that you know that that kind of strikes me as McCuskey. I thought he was did a good job with auditor. I, I think I think probably switching his choice of offices now is is going to bode poorly for him. Um, you know, wouldn't you just maybe you should just stay where you are sometimes? I also wonder that, and certainly that was politically and professionally an alternative to say, all right, well, I've got a track record as auditor, I'm going to stay there. Politics does draw ambitious people, though, yeah. competitive people, and I suspect McCuskey is no different. And, and then, you know, I, I've heard him as recently as yesterday, but before that, say that he, he just believes that. People shouldn't be in these elected statewide four-year executive branch positions term after term after term. He's now done two, and, you know, he, he believes that, that – I, I don't know if he believes in term limits, although that is a, a common Republican platform item. But, but I have definitely heard McCuskey say you shouldn't stay forever. But you, and yes, and I hear that a lot from politicians across the country in states where there are term limits, for example. And yet what you find is, okay, so now you're going to just run for another office. I mean, to me, the concept of term limits kind of is, you know, going back to the days of our founding fathers, you get into this, you serve the country, and you go back to farm, <laughs> you know. And what happens a lot of times, and what McCuskey seems to be doing here, it's not a criticism. It's just a, I'm just commenting on how this all works. Is well, I don't think it's good to stay in office too long, so I'll just go to another office, a different office. That that isn't exactly term limits to me, but I I, I guess it is. Yeah, and to go from auditor to governor is one thing, but auditor to attorney general, it's slightly higher profile, but you know it. it Seems a bit like a sideways move to me. I, I would agree. It, it is. It is. Well, it's, it's a board of public works. There, you know, he's just moving from one part of the board of public works to another one. Um, although the polling shows, I don't think a lot of interest yet in that attorney general's race, just because only people like you and I and you know Hoppy and Slider here and so on pay much attention to it at this stage of the game. Um, but I think you got two candidates in in Weld and Stewart who will who will be able to defend themselves pretty well, put together pretty good campaigns. I think as the public begins to pay more attention, they'll pick maybe one or the other. Obviously, they'll pick one over the other. Uh, I'm not sure that, that it's it was the right race for McCuskey to, to get in uh, either. But again, this is just my, my personal thoughts. I don't know. It, it is wide open. That chamber poll showed Stewart, Mike Stewart, the senator from Kanawha County, with 20% support showed Weld, the senator from Brook County, with 14% support. And then 50% were undecided. I mean, it's just not really on the radar yet. So, I mean, one thing is, if you're McCuskey, you look at the 50% and you say, that could be my 50%. That's true. I, you know, I, I've been thinking about political ideology, and maybe I'm thinking about it wrong. Um, <laughs> Stewart has been calling Weld and mccuskey moderates in a disparaging manner i have never heard moderates used that way before this morning though stewart says the difference between my two moderate opponents for ag could not be more stark meaning between himself on the second amendment religious freedom conservative values and then you'll like this one he goes on to say it's like the massive canyon between blackberry pie and blackberry cobbler I don't understand at all. I like both. I would say, wait a minute, it's, you need to explain that analogy to me. I don't fully get that, but okay, go on. So, yeah, a couple of points. I, I just have never heard somebody campaign overtly against moderates before. Uh, and then on the dessert issue, I, I, I do like both and don't know why we have to choose. The, 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 the big issue here to me is, in this state, why everybody runs as far to the right as they can. And there's no argument. We are a deep red state. I get that. But I'm like you. Now I'm, I guess, because I'm not deep red. But 
moderate to me is what I would kind of like to find, especially in, in the Board of Public Works. You know, I don't want someone bringing ideology to what is a, a job. I don't know if that makes sense. But, you know, I mean, there's, there's work to be done. It's not a political job. It's not a, uh, it's not a legislative job. You're not creating policy. You are following through on, you know, on the laws. Now, Morrissey has made it a very political position, the AG's job. Um, but I, I don't know. It just seems to me you kind of want a moderate. You kind of want someone who's just going to do their job, not make it a political case. But, Brad, I guess you follow a lot closer than I do. I guess in this state that doesn't work anymore. I don't know. I mean, I, that's appealing to me. I will follow the law. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> but this is this is the attorney general's spot, and what Stewart is selling is I will fight for you. I will fight against the overreach of Washington, D.C. I'm a fighter. And so that is the pitch to Republican primary voters and the primary, the most habitual voters and the most passionate are the ones who are going to, to be out there voting. And West Virginia, in at this moment in time, you would think that the Republican primary winner is the most likely to win in the general. I mean, it's a miracle could happen back in the days when Democrats dominated Republicans sometimes won in the general election. But the Stewart pitch is to these very passionate Republican primary voters and a lot of other folks who are eligible to vote are likely to sit out. Well, yes. And, and, and Morrissey has made the attorney general's office a very put in air quotes, political office. I mean, he has really taken up right conservative causes that he has put the attorney general's office in the middle of. I personally have, have had a problem with that uh, along with Morrissey. I, I don't think that's really what the attorney general is supposed to do, but he's kind of made it that way. So um, I, I see how the, t I, you know, I was hoping for a Ryan Weld, again, moderate to use uh, their own words. I was hoping for a moderate who would just go in there and, and do the job and not make it a political job. But um, I'll follow the law. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, my job is to follow the law. I think I will do that. I don't know. The um, geography of it is interesting too. I mean, Weld in this three-person race has the northern Panhandle to himself. There's no representative of the eastern Panhandle, and then you've got Stewart and McCuskey both from the Kanawha Valley. I, I, I mean, geographically, I guess splitting that vote. Mm -hmm. So I, I have been wondering the last day or so if geography may not play as big a difference or maybe even a bigger difference than political ideology. Brad, I, I am right. There, are, there has been nobody on the Democrat side that's talked about running for AG, or ha is there, and I don't remember them. No, the last go-around, Sam Petsonk of right. Beckley was the, was the standard bearer in the AG race for the Democrats. Isaac Spawnogel, uh, a Democrat from Pendleton County, was in that primary. It was a competitive primary among the Democrats, but as of now, not fielding anybody. Of course, they've got till January. Yeah, I was thinking about Petsonk last night. I just wondered if he would consider that again. I have that's a, a thousand percent out of my own head, but I was that was running through my mind. I just wondered if somebody would would come forward and at least make uh, make an effort there. Brad, have you heard? Do you hear any rumors of any other changes that could be coming down the pipe? Let, oh, let me back up. Had you heard rumors of McCuskey changing? Let me first of all ask that before you made the announcement. I had I had heard he was not very happy with this chamber poll, but I read into it that it served as a motivator, and had heard in recent days that a change was likely coming. Now, have you heard, or do you feel that other changes could come in the governor's race, the AG race, the Senate race? You know, as you said, and I said the opening of this segment, it was literally like two days after the last election all of the field for the next election began to come into play. And I've always felt that maybe by, by filing time in January, we'll see, we'll see some, it will not look the same way it does right now. Are you hearing or feeling that some other changes could come? Well, I think some of these other statewide executive positions, which are, you know, slightly offbeat compared to governor, treasurer, secretary of state, even the auditor's race, I, I think some of those will get additional candidates and maybe some 
somewhat higher profile names. Right now, they're they're just not very active in terms of the polling, the fundraising, the activity. On governor, I you know I look at Mac Warner, the Secretary of State, and he has he had very similar numbers to McCuskey. Mm-hmm. And I have not heard of Warner considering a change, but if if McCuskey considered it and decided that's the thing to do, my only conclusion is that Warner's numbers are very similar. But again, I have not heard of him considering a switch. I, I made no secret here on the air that I thought Mac Warner would have been a top contender. I've been surprised he has not done as well in the polling uh, or in, in the campaign fundraising, I guess, as as I thought he would. I expected him to be one of the top-tier candidates. I'm sure he did as well. Um, Mac Warner is another one. I wonder sometimes if he wouldn't just be better off staying at Secretary of State. He seems to have gotten a pretty good handle on the job. He's created a little bit of controversy over some of the stolen election stuff from the last presidential election. But he does a pretty good job of just putting the, you know, the, the vote, take, taking the job of Secretary of State and doing it well. Again, maybe if, if he's not doing well in the poll, it's just as well to, you know, let's just stay where you are. And he's, and he's young enough that all of these people are young enough that wait it out. You know, this is a very competitive year. Um, maybe, maybe another year things wouldn't be more, another election things wouldn't be as competitive. But again, that is pure just speculation and clock travel on my part. I I also wonder, but he he shows no sign at the moment of, of switching. Right. Um, you know, the highest profile race, of course, is U.S. Senate, and I don't know. We could do we could do, and I'm sure you have done. What is Joe Manchin going to do? The the polling shows justice way ahead on the Republican side. The fundraising between justice and Mooney is is much more even. And, of course, Congressman Mooney has support poised from Club for Growth, millions of dollars. Uh, What I wonder, though, is if they might not hold on to that potential funding to see if he can cut in on the polling and making it a little more um, competitive with justice. It's it, it it you know I don't I, I, polls always make me nervous but I look at trends in polls not at numbers but at trends and the trend I mean justice is so far ahead of Morrissey just so far away from Morrissey that uh, uh, not Morrissey um, uh, Mooney that uh, it's it's hard for me to imagine that they can they can close the gap and CNN reported I think last week well we weren't here last week we were off last week but I think CNN reported that. Um, uh, Trump has basically said he would be endorsing justice, that he, or at least he would not be endorsing Mooney. And I think I read, and maybe you can help me, I think I read from CNN where they said that Trump actually told Mooney that. I'm not sure about that, but that, that's that got to be a blow to Mooney as well. That's the only thing I felt could possibly have helped Mooney over justice is if a Trump endorsement came through, and I, it looks like it's not going to either. Well, that Trump endorsement really did help Mooney, it seems, in the congressional campaign right. for the combined district against David McKinley. Uh, you know, given Donald Trump's longtime friendship and identification with Jim Justice, Justice literally changing parties to become a Republican on stage with Trump, I would have been very surprised if Mooney had gotten an endorsement over Justice and, and had thought that the best Mooney could probably hope for would be for Trump to remain neutral, and that still may be the case. We'll see. Yep. And i got to move on. We need to talk about the mansion thing one of these days. I see Stephen Adams has a piece today or yesterday. Uh, the, the, basically, the theme of his column was, I sure wish I, I don't want to be mansion. <laughs> I don't want to have to make this decision, uh, Stephen's point was, because it's got to be a very tough decision for Joe Manchin to make. We'll talk about that sometime, maybe later this week. Brad, appreciate your time this morning. Thanks very much. Hey, thanks, Howard. Appreciate it. <coughs> Brad McLean from Metro News here on the Watchdog Morning Show. All right, I know, pal. I'm behind. Uh, we got uh, Adam waiting for us? We do, a little bit behind. All right, we'll get to Mr. Uh, Fike and the morning forecast uh, coming up next. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. 
Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real Steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Update your home's exterior with 11% off everything at Menards. Protect your home with Timbercrest Premium Vinyl Siding. This low-maintenance siding is made to last and comes ready to install. Choose from nine popular colors, all backed by a limited lifetime warranty. Save 11% on your entire siding project now at Menards. Good through July 30th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Experience Undo's Upper Ohio Valley Italian Heritage Festival 40th Anniversary, July 28th, 29th, and 30th at the spectacular Wheeling Heritage Port, one of the largest Italian festivals in the U.S. Enjoy three days of food, family, and tradition with authentic cuisines, gourmet Italian wines, demonstrations, dozens of street vendors, My Way Cafe, bocce tournament, veterans appreciation ceremony, Sunday mass, Little Italy, entertainment like traditional Italian music, Re Massa, Amici, and featuring the Skyliners on Saturday. Explore an exciting river festival with arts and crafts and games. Visit us on italyfest.org and Facebook. Undo's Upper Ohio Valley Italian Heritage Festival, sponsored by West Virginia Lottery, West Virginia Department of Arts, Culture, and History, Main Street Bank, Ohio County Commission, The Health Plan, DiCarlo's Pizza, and Wheeling Convention and Visitors Bureau. Wild, wonderful West Virginia. Who wants craft beer? Saturday, August 19th, the Mountaineer Brewfest, brought to you by Wheeling Island Hotel Casino Racetrack, is back at Wheeling Heritage Port, showcasing craft beers from West Virginia's finest brewers. With great food, live entertainment, and many more craft beer selections in our beer garden, it's a wild and wonderful time, and you don't want to miss out. Proceeds benefit the Family Service Upper Ohio Valley. Get your tickets now at mountaineerbrewfest.com. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. that funky music white boy 744 16 to the hour here on the watchdog morning show bob uh next hour we're gonna do a little bit more on the mansion and stuff i've got a couple of additional items from yesterday uh mansion wrote an op-ed in usa today about why we need a different approach to government even though he says he's not running for a third party we wrote a whole op-ed about how we have to have a different approach to government so we'll talk about all of that and uh, uh as i mentioned you might want to check out stephen adams column and the uh, intel where he basically says, uh, Stephen says, I, I, I don't want to be mansioned because I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. I know what I do when I want to know the weather. I turn to Storm Tracker 7, the big TV station, WTRF-TV. And in the mornings, it's Adam Fike. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Howard. How are you? I'm pretty good. Bob's, Bob, Bob thinks I'm on speed or something. Is that right, pal? He's all wired up here, Adam. I'm, I'm kind of energetic today again. I don't know what that is. I guess... Being away for a whole week last week, I just built up all my energy. So, I was going to say, how much coffee have you drank? You know what? Actually, it's a good point. I have been drinking coffee the last couple of days. Which <laughs> he I, is wired up. Which I don't normally do. So that, <laughs> that, that, is a, that is a good point. Me and Adam, I know we are going to get warm this week. We're going to get hot this week. Um, it's going to start ratcheting up every day. Now, I was looking at some of the national coverage, uh, CBS News yesterday and so on. Across the country, they, I mean, those heat waves are just tremendous out in the Midwest and out west. It's just, it's, it's a stag, literally staggering how hot it can get out there. I remember it was years ago when Phil Kessel got traded from the Penguins to the Phoenix Coyotes. Mm -hmm. There was a joke running around that he liked hot dogs. And when he got traded, the Coyotes were like, hey, Phil, if you put a hot dog in your dashboard, by the time you get out of practice, your hot dog is going <laughs> to be cooked. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're going to be into the 90s this week, and we'll get to the, our forecast in a minute. But it looks like th there are parts of the country that are going to be uh, continuing to be in triple digits. And some of the feels-like temperatures I saw on the CBS Evening News last night on Channel 7 
some of the uh, the feels like temperatures are going to be like 120, 130 in some places. How do we exist in that kind of? How do we exist in that kind of heat? I can't imagine it feeling that hot. I mean, I know what it's like being in a hot tub, but I can only take that for so long before I have to get out. Right. I, I, the story that I was watching on on CBS Evening News said that you know one particular school district has their air conditioned buses that the kids can get into and you know go back and forth to school air conditioning. And they have some kind of an emergency backup system. If the air conditioning and the buses break down, they got to get the kids out of the bus and get them into something else. Otherwise, they'd be in a, you know, tin can in the middle of the heat. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It's unbelievable. We're not going to be that bad, but we are going to warm up all week, right? Oh yeah, it's not going to be that bad. I, here's for comparison. <laughs> this, this is how crazy the heat is across the Southwest. Our forecast is high for Friday. It's 94. Phoenix at their Air Force base right now during their overnight hours is 94. Okay. <laughs> their, their low temperatures are warmer than our high temperatures. Yeah. I swear to God, I'd move. If I woke up at midnight <laughs> and it was 90 degrees, I'm packing up. I'm, I'm heading back east. Bob, you have to remember it's dry heat. Yeah, you can stick at dry heat, too. <laughs> it's dry heat. I always hear that, hear that all the time. So I wonder what's it going to get to Phoenix today. Do you have an idea? Today in Phoenix, it's going to, holy cow, 116. Is, is, that, is that an air temperature? That's their air temperature. Holy cow. <laughs> I mean, don't you, in all seriousness, doesn't the body begin to shut down if, they, if, if you're in that heat? Wouldn't you feel like an ant underneath a, a, a magnifying, magnifying glass? glass? Yeah. You think you're just going to combust. That's a, I'm trying to use the heat index calculator, and it's so hot that it's broken. <laughs> the heat index calculator is broken. But what would you say, 116? 116 air temperature. Air temperature, yes. <laughs> oh, man, alive. That's bad. But hey, it's sunny. Well, I probably, I'm thinking if I'm in, in Phoenix, and I'd prefer some clouds that might keep the sun from warming things up even more. Well, let's talk about what we have. We have a sunny day today, right? Mostly sunny, unfortunately cloudy to start the morning. But think of what we saw yesterday. We saw some clouds late morning. They lifted into those fair weather cumulus clouds. Basically, that's what we're going to see all week. We're just going to see periods of sunshine, but those fair weather cumulus clouds during the afternoon. But overall, more in the way of sunshine than clouds throughout the afternoon hour. Okay. Uh, rain with those clouds or just, just clouds? This is, it's where it gets tricky, Howie. It's, there's no definitive area like, oh, this area is definitely going to see those shower storms, like what I was saying last night for this morning and overnight hours. It's, they're just going to kind of pop up where they, where they want because it's 85 with dew points in the 60s. So they just kind of pop up. But the good news, though, is it's not very widespread. Anything that does pop up is five, ten minutes, and then you're back to sunshine. Most of us will stay dry, though. We're looking for mid-80s today. Then we ratchet up into close to 90s tomorrow, close to 90 tomorrow. Is that right? Yep. Just about, I would say, upper 80s for most of us tomorrow. But don't be surprised for a couple spots, especially south of I-70, to try and get into the low 90s. But everyone everyone will see 90 degrees or higher come Thursday and Friday. Uh, and so walk me through uh, Thursday, Friday, and into the weekend, please, sir. Okay, so Wednesday night, we could see a return of a few showers and storms, basically the same thing we saw last night, where after 10 p.m. until like 4 a.m. Then Thursday, we stay mainly dry, mostly sunny. Once again, a few pop-up showers possible during the afternoon. Most areas remain dry. Friday, same thing, 94 degrees, holy cow. Mostly sunny, a few showers during the evening. But relief comes on Saturday as a cold front likely moves on through, where we see showers and storms on and off throughout the day. Well, we'll see, I would say, more comfortable temperatures in the low 80s so we're than Sunday. back on some Sunday and Monday. So we're, we're heading up 290 into the 90s and then begin to drop back down again by the end of the weekend. So that's good. The Italian, the Greek Fest and the Italian Fest will probably have good weather as far as sky conditions go, but it is going to be hot probably for both of them. So dress dress cool if you're going to one of our festivals, I guess. That's the, that's and the, stay hydrated. Yeah, that means water. I was going to say, and, and sadly... That at the, at the Italian Fest, that does not mean add an extra beer. It means stay hydrated with water, other liquids. You're absolutely right. 
All right, Adam, I appreciate uh, 100, 116. <laughs> You're still oh, on that. I'm no, I'm it's, it's I'm trying to picture that in my <laughs> mind or feel that in my body. 116. Wow. All right, Adam, appreciate your time today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks a lot, my friend. <laughs> Back to you, Ben. Thank you. All right. 116. I mean, it's almost unbelievable. I, can, I mean, can you? That's that's the air temperature. You've got to probably add 10 degrees to it for it feels like. Then you say, okay, we'll sleep in the day. We'll get up at midnight and, and stretch our legs outside, and, and it's over 90. It's 90 degrees at the evening. Time. Again, I couldn't handle that. I'm heading home. I, mean, I don't I'm, care what. I don't care what has tempted me out to Arizona. I'm leaving it behind, Howard. I, I wouldn't. I, I couldn't deal with it. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how you handle that. Eight before the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show. Sports coming up. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problems. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Frio Stack and Associates Auctioneers, Realtors, Certified Appraisers specializing in antiques, business liquidations, multi-parcel land auctions. Frio Stack and Associates is a regional business offering the executor, attorney, agent, and other individuals the most comprehensive and technologically advanced auction and appraisal services available. For information on our service, call our office at 304-233-3168 or email frioauc at aol.com. Frio Stack and Associates sells the earth and everything on it. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Six before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Bob and I are still just absolutely staggered by these heat stories. <laughs> we I are mean, staggered. We just can't, can't get them out of our head. And um, we'll talk some more about the heat coming up a little bit later on. But I want to make sure we have time for all the sports we need to know. And for that, we go to Slider on Sports. I have it right here, Howard. Uh, Michael Grove pitched last night uh, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He got the start against the Toronto Blue Jays. His night ended kind of early. He didn't uh, make it out of the fifth inning. He had six, six strikeouts, but this is what was kind of unique, Howard. He also had to change his pants. Excuse me? He had to change his pants between the... I've had the, that happen, but I don't well, think it's Well, as we read further, you might say, hey, I can relate to that also. He had to change his pants between the fourth and the fifth inning as the Blue Jays had the umpires inspect a brown spot on oh, the side of his right leg. Oh, 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 yes, oh. Howard, you can relate. The Blue Jays, uh, they won the game in 11 innings, 6-3. Uh, to three. Grove allowed two runs on eight hits, six strikeouts, no walks, in four and two-thirds innings and a no decision. Michael should get another start this weekend at home against the Cincinnati Reds. Best of luck to Michael Grove and the spot. But, you know, Howard, sometimes the pitchers will put a little foreign object on that. I think that's what it was. It wasn't. Oh, you think that's what it was? Yes, that's what it was. The Pittsburgh Pirates were winners last night, defeating the Padres. Excuse me? 
the Pirates were winners last night. And <laughs> did you notice how I bumped the Pirates for Michael Grove? <laughs> Michael Grove was the lead story. People won't care about Michael Grove. The Pittsburgh Pirates were winners last night, defeating the Padres in San Diego 8-4. to Carlos Santana hit a pair of two-run homers, leading the Bucks. Santana now with 11 homers, and he is tied with Jack Swalinski for the team lead in RBIs with 52. Swalinski also homered, hitting his uh, team high 21st. Rookie Quinn Priester made his second career start. He went five in one-third innings. He gave up four runs, four hits, three walks. He struck out four. He got the win. He evens his record at one and one. Pirates and Padres again tonight. Rich Hill for the Bucks. He's seven and nine. Blake Snell six and eight for San Diego. It's going to be a late night. First pitch, nine forty Eastern time. And Howard tip off for the West Virginia region of the basketball tournament. TBT. TBT. Yes, gets underway this afternoon at West Banco Arena here in downtown Wheeling. Be careful if you're driving in. Be careful. <laughs> at two o'clock this yeah. afternoon, we have the Challenge ALS Florida. They take on Dogtown, which is alumni team of Georgetown. And at 4 o'clock, we have the Sideline Cancer versus Rams Nation. I'm not sure who that, those teams are. And then tonight at 7 o'clock, it's the big one. Best Virginia, that is the West Virginia alumni team, taking on Dubois, a team from Pennsylvania, the Dubois Dream. And then we're not done. At 9 o'clock, we had Heard That. That's uh, the Marshall County alumni team taking on the Zoo Crew who is the alumni team of Pitt. So a lot of basketball here in downtown Wheeling, Howard. And welcome so, to those who are coming in. Absolutely. Town welcome. Welcome to Wheeling. Uh, Slider on Sports Time, 758. You might want to stick around for the weekend if you can because uh, we got a big weekend coming up here in the Ohio Valley with the, the Grecian Festival. Grecian Formula Festival <laughs> is one of our uh, uh, talk show hosts says. Uh, coming up starting uh, on Thursday. And then the big Italian festival on Friday. And we're going to be there, Bob. We are. We're going to be there most of the day, uh, underway at 12 o'clock. The Pine Room boys will be kicking it off from 12 to 3. Uh, wait a minute, Howard. I got ahead of myself. You said Grecian for uh, Grecian Formula. Yes. The Grecian Festival. Let me back up here while I have a second. We're kicking things off Thursday at the Grecian Festival with Donnie Gilbert from 12 to 3. If you want your heroes, that's where you go. Absolutely. And then the next day, kicking off the Italian Festival from 12 to 3 with the Pine Room boys. Uh, they'll be there again for the three hours, uh, kicking it off. From f when we get this right, from three to four, we have the uh, Saturday Sports Huddle hosted by uh, Dr. Angelo Georges. He will be there, and then from four to five, we'll be uh, wrapping things up with good old boys on sports. Yours truly, uh, Bob Slider and Brian Beresford, Baron Bob, with special guest Donnie Gilbert. Yikes! Jeez. I got that all in. Howard. Ooh boy! Oh boy! So if you're a Donnie Gilbert fan, listen, it's a double, it's a double header. Uh, Grecian Formula Festival on <laughs> Thursday, and the uh, and then, then an hour with uh, Bob and Bear on uh, on uh, Friday. Yikes. Lots of Donnie. Lots of Donnie. If you want a lot of Donnie, we got it for you here on the Watchdog Radio Network. How hot do the car can a car get? What's it like inside a car? We were telling this heat. If in Phoenix they're going to hit 116 air temperature, how hot is it in the car? I've got some answers for you, and I'll share that with you coming up in the next hour of the show. Plus, our uh, national correspondent and international Pentagon reporter Tom Scateri is coming in as well. Uh, that's coming up in our number deuce of the Watchdog Morning Show. It is 8 o'clock. FM 98.1, AM 1600, WKKX Wheeling. FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News. I'm Sherry Preston. The record-setting heat wave that has been blistering the Southwest has now moved into the Midwest and the Plain States. From Wichita to the Twin Cities to Chicago, heat index numbers in the triple digits today. Parts of the Midwest getting pounded by hail and rain. As the region expects to see temperatures soar by the end of the week, the scorching and deadly heat wave spreading across the country. The blistering conditions outside Las Vegas turning deadly. Police investigating the death of two young women who were hiking amid excessive heat warnings. Across the country in national parks, there have been at least five heat-related deaths. That's ABC's Alex.